Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Thursday, January 18th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, the Guardians have uh, a- at least one uh, player right now currently ranked among the uh, the top 10 right now, as featured by uh, MLB Network. Uh, they've been slowly going position by position. Uh, they do this every year uh, just before uh, spring training and, and rank the uh, top 10 at each position right now, regardless of uh, league or regardless of, you know, how long they've been at that position or, or, or whatever uh, the metrics they use uh, that the folks over at MLB Network select their top 10 right now. And last night they picked uh, their top 10 second baseman. And among the, the top 10 second baseman was uh, a repeat performer for the, the Guardians, uh, Andres Jimenez. Uh, selected number seven this year, uh, but last year he was number three, so a bit of a drop-off for Jimenez, who uh, won a platinum glove, the best defender in the American League, uh, but it looked like, uh, you know, an increase in strikeouts and, uh, you know, a sort of a, a step back at the plate this year might have cost him in the rankings. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it, Joe. Uh, uh, a slip, you know, he hit 251, 15 home runs, 62 RBIs. He did steal 30 bases, led the team there. Uh, but most of that offense, Joe, came in in the later part of the season when, you know, the Guardians were basically out of it. But uh, they had been depending on him, you know, to be one of their, uh, you know, offensive sources. And uh, early on and, and in, by midseason, that just wasn't happening. You, you know, unfortunately, you know, Andres still played great defense, uh, and the thing that impressed me about Andres is he posted, Joe. He played, he made a hundred, he, he appeared in 153 games, a career high. Yeah, this is the 153 games after a, a full season the year before where he, uh, was, was among the, the most hit batters in, in all of baseball and, you know, actually ended the season with, uh, uh, playing with a, a fracture in his hand because, uh, he, he had been hit so much. Uh, if you look at the uh, going by just the uh, the Fangraphs uh, wins above replacement rankings uh, at the plate for uh, these you know particular players, uh, Mookie Betts, Marcus Simeon, Nico Horner, Hassan Kim, Cattell Marte, Ozzy Albies, Bryson Stott, and Thario Estrada uh, all rank higher than Jimenez in terms of offensive uh, you know wins above replacement. Uh, defensively, obviously he's, he's the, the cream of the crop there at second base, uh, with a 15.6, uh, defensive rating, according to fan graphs. Uh, and, and so that really carried him, you know, uh, as high as it did in the, in the top 10. Uh, but you know, th- those are a lot of names there. Do the, do the names above him on that list cause you any, uh, you know, any red flags or any controversy or anything like that? 
uh, based on, you know, who they are and what positions they're playing? Uh, yeah, Joe. You know, I know uh, Mookie Betts is a great player, no doubt about it. But this guy only made 65 starts at second base. You know, he made 98 in right field. He's, you know, and, and you know, I think that's a reflection of his talent, you know, definitely. Uh, you know, this is a, you know, this is an MVP caliber player, but, you know, to put him at second base, you know, that's kind of a stretch to me and, you know, kind of does a disservice to uh, guys like Jimenez who made 153 starts. And uh, what about Simeon? Marcus Simeon made 162 starts at second base. You know, he led the, led uh, the, the AL in, in, in hits at bats, um, you know, I mean, this guy, I mean, 162 games, that's you, not many players do that anymore. Yeah, if you're Marcus Simeon, you're, you're probably looking over your shoulder going, you know, how, how the heck is this guy uh, a second baseman? But, uh, you know, with the moves that uh, Los Angeles has made this offseason, they've come out and basically said Mookie Betts is going to be our everyday second baseman. So I can understand, I guess, why MLB Network looked at it and said, okay, well, if you're talking about second baseman right now, as of this date, uh, you know, he is officially a second baseman. You're not looking at the games played last year. You're looking at who is a second baseman this year. Uh, you know, but that said, you, you could maybe, depending on how things go in spring training, uh, Andres Jimenez could be a shortstop at some point this year. So we don't really know. It, it, it's sort of a, a fluid thing. But uh, if you go by who played the best second base last year, uh, it, it the 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 total package Andres Jimenez has to be up there, and and I gotta believe seven is 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 pretty low just based on his talent. Uh, but uh, all he's got to do is cut down on the uh, the strikeouts this upcoming season, and and I'm sure he'll be back up there higher in the in the top ten ranking. It just shows you, Joe, how much uh, offense, you know, offense is the tail that wags a dog here, you know, and, yeah. and it will be forever in baseball. If you can hit, they're going to find a place for you. And, uh, it, it, you know, you, there's what do they say? There's there's a glove. You can find a glove man, you know, on any corner, you know, but you've got to hit to stay in the big leagues. And I think Andres found that out this this past season. Well, and the other thing, if uh, if you look at this, uh, you know, the war rankings, at least, uh, the top 10 leaderboard, uh, it, it doesn't take into a, a account uh, guys who, you know, might not have played a full season because of injury. I mean, uh, in, in that MLB network uh, top 10, uh, you've got Jose Altuve, who was, I, I believe he was number two on the list. Uh, and, and he didn't play a full season because he missed a, a chunk at the beginning of the year. Uh, but this is a guy who's traditionally on that list. So, uh, yeah, just looking uh, looking around and, and looking at uh, what the competition is for Jimenez uh, to, to be, you know, considered among, uh, you know, the among his peers. Uh, there, there's some guys who've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, no doubt about it. Altuve gets in there on reputation. Probably he only made he only. Uh made 88 games, started 88 games at second base. Like you said, Joe, he was nursing an injury. You know, Simeon looks like a lock to me for a couple, you know, then for, for the next three, four, five years. Then Luis uh, Arise, you know, the, all this guy does is get 200 hits a year, Joe. I mean, okay, and he still, yeah, and he still hit, uh, you know, he still hit uh, 10 home runs for, for Miami. So it's not all singles, but, you know, that's a, that's a guy that's not going anywhere. And, and again, uh, you know, and again Arise, he played a lot at first base as well. He, he moved over there too and, and played a bunch of games there last season as well. 
Yeah, and, you know, Ketel uh, Marte from Arizona is a solid guy. Then the the one thing that they that uh, that they placed ahead, you know, in in, in sixth place was uh, Cincinnati rookie Matt McLean. You know, and you can see I think offense drove that decision as well. You know, he only he only made uh, he only played 89 games. He was hurt. He tore an oblique, but he had 290, 16 home runs, 50 RBIs, and you know, I, I think uh, McLean and uh, Andres. You know, that's that's going to be that's going to be an interesting matchup. You know, uh, in Ohio, uh, in the uh, you know the Battle of Ohio, that's going to be fun to watch in the years uh, you know, as the years progress. I'll kick it off on February 24th uh, when the the two teams meet up in uh, in spring training in the uh, the Cactus League opener. Uh, last thing about uh, the second base position, uh, Edward Julian, uh, the uh, the outstanding rookie from. Uh, the twins. This is a guy. Uh, keep an eye on him. He's going to be around, and he's going to be uh, sort of pushing Andres uh, at that position now uh, for the next couple of years, I think, because uh, you know they they moved on from uh, Luis Arise, and this was a guy who uh, really was was that contact hitter, put the ball in play. Well, they got they got the Luis Arise clone in Edward uh, Julian. Uh, he can really hit the ball. He's an on base kind of guy. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll see what he can do with the glove over over an entire season. Uh, but uh, keep an eye on him. He's he's definitely one to watch. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other positions uh, as uh, that they haven't uh, maybe gotten to. I think they did uh, right field the other day. But obviously, the uh, the Guardians aren't going to be competing uh, for a top 10 spot in in any right field, uh, you know, debates right now. Uh, if we look over at third base, uh, Jose Ramirez, a guy that. You know, we should expect to definitely be somewhere in that top 10 uh, at, at some point when they come out with that list. Uh, last year, Jose was number two behind Manny Machado. Uh, the previous year, after the 2021 season, he was number one on the list. Uh, other guys that, you know, had, had pretty good seasons uh, in, at third base, according to the uh, the Fangraphs War leaderboard, uh, uh, Devers from, uh, from Boston, uh, Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, Justin Turner, Max Muncie, Yandy Diaz, DJ LeMahieu. Uh, so, you know, we, we have to take a take a look at uh, where Jose could be ranked in, in that uh, when that list does come out. Where do you think, uh, you know, he could fall uh, one to ten on that list? You know, I think it would probably be, you know, five or below Joe. Uh, you know, he finished 10th in the uh, AL MVP voting. Uh, you know, Jose had another solid year. But it wasn't like a, an eye-popping year, the kind of year we, we've seen we've seen from him in the past. So, but I still think you know he's, he posts up every day. He you know he you know he drives in runs. He you know he plays an excellent third base. You know this is a guy uh, that's you know he, you know he's he's reaching his he's 30 right now, and I think uh, you know there's been very very little uh, deg- uh, you know uh, drop in his game. Yeah, and and there are also uh, a, a fresh crop of some some young talented guys who uh, are are sort of pushing for more uh, notoriety and recognition at third base. Uh, who who do you know uh, score runs, hit home runs, drive in runs? Austin Riley in Atlanta, one of those guys. Gunnar Henderson, the rookie of the year out of Baltimore. Uh, so these are the guys. As you see, after a few years, there's turnover uh, at these spots. So guys like. You know, Jose Ramirez, Alex Bregman, Nolan Arenado, uh, they start to 
to sort of slide down the list a little more. Uh, Manny Machado, all still very good, very dangerous hitters, uh, but they also tend to, you know, look at some of these younger guys and, and, and give them a shot uh, on the list as well. Uh, a, a guy like uh, uh, even uh, uh, Jamer Candelario, who, uh, you know, we saw him in Detroit for so many years just be so up and down, but he finally figured out some consistency last year, uh, played in 140 games, and, you know, he, 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 he did a lot of uh, nice things at the plate, hit 22 home runs, drove in 70, uh, this is a guy who's, he, he's, he's emerging. So, uh, and then you think about a Cabrian Hayes, somebody like that in Pittsburgh, who, whose defense is, uh, off the charts. That's, uh, these are guys who, who I would expect to see on that top 10 list when it comes out. Yeah. Candelaria, what is with Cincinnati now? So we'll see him in spring training. We'll see him, uh, in the battle of Ohio. So that, that'll be fun. And he's always, he's always kind of saved his best. For, for when Cleveland comes to town, Joe. Yeah, he sees those red jerseys and it's like the uh it's like the bull. Uh, he gets he gets ready, he gets he gets to charge. Uh as far as uh tonight's position, I believe that they're gonna do first base tonight. And uh there's a, a possibility that Josh Naylor gets ranked uh among the top ten. Uh he was not ranked in last year's uh, top ten uh poll from MLB Network. Uh but right now he sits uh, in 10th place, according to uh, Fangraph's war, among all uh, Major League First basemen, uh, Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, and Yandy Diaz, obviously the guys uh, at the top of that list. And, and I would imagine they could be, uh, you know, any one of those guys in, in that order. I think Freddie Freeman, probably the number one guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, they have a guy like uh, Cody Bellinger on that list. And Cody Bellinger, to me, is as much of an outfielder as he is anything else. So, you know, maybe there's some wiggle room. Maybe there's a, a spot for him to move up, uh, Josh, uh, at, at some point uh, on this list. Yeah, I think Josh should definitely be uh, rated, uh, you know, in, in the top 10. Uh, you know, geez, he, he drives in 97 runs and he missed the whole month of August. You know, the, you've, that, that says something. He plays better defense than you, than he, than you, you think, you know, if you just, he, you know, if you, if you give him the eye test, you're, you're thinking that that might not work so well at first base, but he's very flexible. He moves around very good. So, uh, yeah, I think he should, he should be in the top 10 for sure, Joe. Well, if there was a heart component to uh, uh, the uh, the war rankings, then uh, it would it would definitely boost Josh Naylor's score. Uh, you know, some of the longtime guys uh, who've been around, uh, Pete Alonzo, uh, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, they, they should obviously be uh, somewhere on there. Maybe a chance for one of those guys to maybe fall off a little bit uh, if, if that's but, he, but, you know, Pete Alonso hit 46 home runs and drove in 92 last year. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, the, the, the question the question for me is, you know, we saw Bryce Harper make his debut actually in Cleveland at first base, first career game at first base. He only played, you know, less than half the season at the position. Uh, but I got to imagine Bryce Harper is probably going to be ranked uh, pretty high on that list uh, when it comes out. If if not in the top three, then definitely in the top five. Oh, no doubt about it. We saw it with Mookie Betts uh, with the second baseman. I think we'll see the same thing with Bryce Harper at first base. Uh, looking at another position on the field where uh, a Guardians player could uh, wind up ranked among the MLB Network's top ten when they come to uh, left fielders, and you really don't think very highly of, uh, you know, the, the Guardians outfield uh, as in, you know, with in terms of war numbers as a whole. 
But uh, Stephen Kwan actually uh, ranks ninth right now among all major league left fielders in Fangraph's war at 2.9 wins above replacement. Uh, and, and you've got, you know, Corbin Carroll out there. I, I believe he was ranked among the, the right fielders. So maybe that opens up a spot uh, for, for Kwan to move up. Uh, last year, he was he was on the list. Uh, I, I believe he was either sixth or seventh. Quan was uh, so there's there's room for him to move up. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, Christian Yelich, Ch- uh, Chas McCormick, Nolan Jones, Ian Happ, and Randy Rosarina among some of the, uh, the the top left fielders. He was sixth last year. Was Quan? Uh, so you know, I, I think he wins another Gold Glove. There's a, a possibility uh, that he's definitely in that top ten. Oh, no doubt about it, Joe. His, his batting average dropped off a little bit uh, uh, last season. But, uh, you know, this is another guy that plays every day. You know, he's a leadoff hitter, so he's got that extra burden. Uh, you know, sc- uh, 93, 93 runs, 21 steals. Um, you know, if if he can add a little – as he gets a little stronger, Joe, you know, adds a little more pop to his game, you know, he's going to be – I think he'll be a perennial guy – uh, you know, among among the best, among the top uh, left fielders in the game. Uh, finally, we come to Emmanuel Classe. Uh, last year, uh, ranked second behind uh, Edwin Diaz, uh, heading into the 2023 season. Uh, right now, he currently ranks eighth among major league relievers uh, in Fangraphs WAR. Uh, you know, not uh, not the same kind of season. Uh, this past year for Emmanuel Classe, but still uh, a guy who's who's you know stat cast and his numbers all you know put him pretty high uh, among relief pitchers. I would imagine he would be uh, in that you know lower half of the top ten maybe this year uh, with uh, guys like you know Tanner, Tanner Scott, Felix Bautista, David Bednar, Matt Brash, uh, Devin Williams. Uh, I, interestingly enough, in terms of uh, Fangraphs WAR. Uh, Class A ranks right now ahead of Josh Hader, who's you know looking for you know 200 million dollars plus in the free agent market. Uh, so just to show you, uh, you know, where he stands uh, in in terms of contract value, uh, Emmanuel Class A way up there. Oh yeah, and 44 saves is 44 saves, Joe. Uh, you know, I mean, he, yes, no, he wasn't at his best last season. He had some, uh, you know, there was more. There were a few more uh, valleys than we than we're used to seeing from uh, Class A. But you know, 44 saves, you know, over 70 appearances. Yeah, he's got the 12 blown saves, but this is still, you know, this is the guy that you want on the mound when you've got a, a one run lead in the ninth inning. That hasn't changed. Before we shift gears here, uh, I, I want to ask you, who on the roster right now for the Guardians do you think has the potential at the end of this 2024 season uh, to be a guy that ranks in a top 10 at his spot, at his position overall in baseball? Uh, you know, when we're talking about this same list at this time next year, heading into spring training. Wow. That's a good question. Um, you know, I would say Bivey would, would be, you know, in the top 10 pitch has a chance to be in the top 10 pitching list. And, uh, I'd say Naylor maybe in the top mm-hmm. 10 catchers list. Yeah. Those were, those were the two that I, uh, I, I had in mind. If, if you were going to pick one, I was going to pick the other, uh, because, uh, I, I would agree with you, Tanner Bivey, if he stays on the same trajectory, but, 
Uh, Bo Naylor, this could be a breakout year for him at the plate. If we're looking uh, at uh, just the, the from a purely number standpoint, I think he could uh, sneak his way into a, a top 10 conversation, uh, you know, and be ranked at the uh, at the start of the uh, the 2025 season. Uh, so that was fun. That's a, 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 you know, a fun little thing that the the network does uh, to, to sort of take these these top 10 lists. And, uh, you know, we can break them down and, and see how they have, uh, apply to the Guardians and and really the the guys that the Guardians face on a consistent basis. Uh, if you want to get our thoughts uh, more in depth, if you want to ask us questions about, you know, where we would rank uh, certain players, uh, you can join Guardian subtext. It's a great way to, to converse back and forth with Hoinsey and me. Um, go to cleveland.com slash subtext uh, and uh, log in and sign up there. It's three ninety nine a month uh, to, to join or send a text message to 216-208-4346, uh, and we'll send you a text back with a link to to sign up that way. Hoinsey, uh, before we get going, I, I wanted to, to run through and, and maybe just a, a quick update for some of our listeners on the uh, Hall of Fame tracker and uh, where some of these uh, candidates stand uh, with the ballots. Uh, we're looking at Monday as the day that uh, a lot of these guys are going to find out uh, whether or not they make the Hall of Fame, we, we could have uh, as many as maybe four guys uh, elected by the writers this year. That would be uh, a lot for uh, for a single year. Yeah, no doubt about it, Joe. I mean, it's uh, it's a really interesting class. You know, Todd Helton uh, and Billy Wagner uh, were both really close last year to uh, the 75% threshold. Uh, Helton was at 72.2% of the vote. Wagner at 68.1% of the vote. You've also got uh, Andre Beltre on a uh, first time uh, appearing on the ballot for the first time. He looks like, you know, a shoe in for, you know, a, you know, to get in this year in his first year of eligibility, you know, Joe Maurer is, uh, you know, is on the, is on the ballot and is getting a lot of traction as well. Yeah. Beltre, Helton, Maurer and Wagner are each tracking at over 80%. Uh, Beltre looks like a lock right now in 98%. They've, they're uh, right about now they're they're at about 44% of the ballots uh have been revealed or known or or they can they can make a a reasonably good estimation of you know how the remaining uh, ballots are going to be turned in uh guys that are close to falling off the ballot right now uh Mark Burley, Francisco Rodriguez, David Wright uh they're all close but need about you know 10 to 15 more votes each to to sort of be safe uh, and have that 5%, uh, you know, number to, to sort of keep them uh, on the ballot. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, former Cleveland players, Omar Vizquel needs uh, about two more votes to ensure that he'll stay on the ballot. But he's been uh, he's been tracking pretty low and has lost more than five votes already the, that he had had last year. So he keeps trending in the uh, in the wrong direction uh, every year, uh, you know, as of late. Uh, Manny in his uh, Manny Ramirez in his eighth year on the ballot uh, is tracking at 36 percent. So uh, those are some of the uh, the updates there. Uh, what What's your best guess? What's your uh, your best estimation in terms of uh, who makes it and who doesn't uh, with, uh, you know, it looks like Adrian Beltre, a, uh, a foregone conclusion. But how many guys do you think and, and who, who do you think they'd be? Yeah, Joe, I think Helton, Wagner, um, 
Helton, Wagner, Beltre, and probably Maurer get in. I, I think that's that's the way it's going to break down. The one guy that's the, the really interesting case to me, Joe, is uh, Sheffield, Gary Sheffield. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. Uh, over 500 home runs? Um, this is his last year of eligibility. You know, he was tainted by the uh, Balco uh, steroid scandal. Uh, but you know, he, in the last couple of years, he's come out and, and defended himself. And if you listen to him, you know, and you read what he said and listen to what he says, you know, it makes sense. So, you know, he, I'm right on the fence with this guy. Usually I'm not a, uh, a, a, I'm, you know, I've been a really, you know, strong opponent to the, to the steroid guys, but I think Sheffield, you know, is, is really kind of an interesting case to me. And I'm, you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's, I'm really going to be curious to see, just how much, uh, uh, how big a jump he takes. He's at 55% or 55% last year. You know, that's a big jump to get into the hall in your last year of eligibility to, yeah. to get to 75%. Yeah. And, and generally in your 10th year in your final, final year on the ballot, they give you a little more scrutiny. They give you a longer look. Uh, you probably get a couple of additional votes that you might not have gotten in previous years. Uh, because, uh, you know, guys think, you know, this is the last chance to vote for you or whatever. Uh, right now tracking at 74.3% for Sheffield. So he would not be in, uh, based on the, the votes that are known right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's still a, a chance here. He, he basically has to go, uh, you know, 75% or a little bit better than 75% on, on the remaining ballots. Uh, the estimated, uh, number of, of votes for him to uh, reach that 75% would be about 161. So uh, of the remaining voters out there, uh, if he can track it about three quarters of that, you know, he's, he's in, uh, in good shape to, for, for possibly getting in. Uh, I'm going to say uh, him along with uh, Carlos Beltran, uh, Beltran right now uh, in his second year on the ballot, uh, is at 66.7%. Uh, but, you know, another guy with some, you know, uh, surrounded by controversy, obviously, uh, certainly a, a worthy candidate, probably would have been a, a lock for the uh, the Hall of Fame had the, uh, the Astros stuff, uh, you know, not sort of, you know, come out and tainted him a little bit. But uh, I, I think this is a guy who in the long run will probably get in at some point, uh, probably get voted in as long as he, you know, keeps his nose clean. Uh, Beltran, another guy there. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, three, maybe four guys get in. Uh, Beltre, uh, you know, Helton, Wagner, and and Maurer's the iffy one for me right now. I think, uh, you know, he he could go either way, but uh, he's he's tracking pretty high. And yeah. I know uh, our friend Dan Hayes out in uh, in Minnesota is very confident. He, <laughs> in, in texting in texting with uh, with Hayes uh, the the last couple of uh, weeks here. Uh, he says it's it's not a uh, Golden State Warriors with a 3-1 lead sort of situation. He thinks uh, Maurer's going to close it out and, uh, um, you know, uh, be there. So he's he's already, it sounds to me like Dan's already written his feature stories uh, for uh, for Maurer getting into the hall. So, yeah, we uh, saw him a lot, Joe. We saw him a lot against Cleveland. Um, you know, great player, uh, you know, good catcher. I, I, you know, I think if he could have stayed at catcher his whole career, He's a he's a first ballot guy. He might still be a first ballot guy. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with our uh, 
our final look uh, right before uh, the uh, Guards Fest and, and what we're expecting to to see happen at uh, the Fan Festival on Saturday. And who knows, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll bump into a couple of uh, listeners and a couple of uh, Subtext subscribers out there at uh, Guards Fest would, uh, would be a great time there uh, at the convention center. Looking forward to it. Hoinsey, we'll talk to you then. Good deal, Joe.